Randall Lawrence was Santa for the annual Edward English House Christmas party in Hiroshima. He didn't mind. He could delight the kiddies. A student had said that very afternoon that Randall looked like an actor. The event was at Hotel Hello, where Randall was in the banquet hall washing room, dealing with a cotton beard. Alongside was Australian Ernest Gardner, suiting up as Santa's elf. Randall was speaking of the survivor he had met in Peace Park. He's always out there, out on Motoyasu Bridge, teetering on the curb, searching for what's lost. And his eyes, they're blue. A Japanese, said Ernest. It might be a bomb defect. I was at a bench and he came up to me. The only survivor I ever met was at that alien registration place, said Ernest. An old guy. He waddles over and he whispers to me, please go to hell. You should have given him a brochure for Edward English House, Ernest, and said you work in hell. How do you know he was a survivor? Mark, Mark told me. He lives by the guy. There's a wooden sign in front of his house that says, please come in and hear a personal account of the atomic bomb. It's in Japanese, the writing. Mark knows how to read. He went in and saw the old guy for a moment, till he got kicked out. Ah, this beard. It won't stick. I guess I wasn't the only one to have a chat with someone in Peace Park. Me? Who told you? said Ernest. Peace Park. It's on my way home. Ernie, you had Stephen Hart there. His job was to hang around in behind you, behind your bench meeting, smoke a camel and look tough. The guy's a brand new teacher, Ernie, and you have him out there mixed up in your extramarital affairs. I paid Stephen Hart. Two thousand yen, said Ernest. He keeps going on and on about how tough he is, and he hasn't received his paycheck. I was helping him out. Hart, he fits in better than any of us here. I was there. In the park? You were? Did you see when the other guy showed up? He's the one married, not her, not Keiko. I was expecting a Yakuza guy, and I think that's what I got. He had a bucket for a head, and his fingers like hot dogs, 
he had on a tailored suit, and his nails were done. Below the camphor trees, he ambles up, and I set my can of coffee down. Keiko's with me. All this is at his request, though. After she'd gone and told him about me. I got to choose the meeting place, one known to the Hiroshima English teachers. And their seconds, said Randall. Hard? Yeah, exactly. And so the guy, her boyfriend, he bows and puts out a hand. Stay with she, he said. Sit, sit. Is this where he shoots me? Says Ernest. That's what I'm thinking. With she, he says. I did grab something at my flat. It was in my pocket, a corkscrew. No, it was more like meeting a parent. The guy unwraps a packet of sevens, offers me a cigarette. How long had I been in Hiroshima, he asks. What kind of student had been Keiko, he asks. Had been. Past perfect. He apologizes for his English, but it was far better than hers. He asks from what city I had come. To ship the body, says Randall. Ernest turned. He had red dots on his cheeks, and he wore a green felt hat. Do you think? Because I did give him details. Could it be like the lost American teachers? The what? said Randall. The lost American teachers. Tokyo Times. Back in the 70s. The reporter following the story who dies mysteriously from eating blowfish. But the thing started in the 60s. What thing? What did? The American teachers that went missing. Reuters picked it up. It was a big story. And turned up shoes, green felt hat, and a dot on each cheek. Ernest Gardner's serious, inquisitive face made Randall laugh. It is one bizarre country, says Randall, but safe. Isn't it the safest country in the world? There's weird stuff that happens here, said Ernest. I think the day will come when each of us wakes up to find that safe myth not true. We fool around here a little too much. You do, said Randall. So do you, Randall Lawrence. Ernest stared at Randall, but Randall turned to the mirror. Onto the banquet hall door, Randall pounded, and then he called a menacing ho, ho, ho through the crack of the door. The children burst into tears when he entered with the elf. They cried in an orderly line, made up to have each kid sit on Santa's lap. One boy urinated on Randall, and then the school ran out of presents. Ernest the elf touched Randall's shoulder. Not to worry, Santa. They aren't grubby like Western children. Randall turned away here, too. The adult portion of the party began and the teachers were made to sit in chairs, set out in a circle. 
They use their legs only to play. Pass the potato. The next segment had, in top hat and cape, senior teacher Sylvester Early do his magic show. Sumo matches, then, fought in rented caricature costumes. One match turned serious, and Robbie Flowers left Carl Hatch with a bloody nose and puffed lip, with a face whitened in disturbance. The banquet hall dimmed. Mark Simons from Wales stood on the stage and spun records on a turntable. The bar had opened. The teachers rolled up sleeves and drank. Loneliness had dogged them since after the honeymoon arrival to Hiroshima. For some, that was years back. The teachers needed little encouragement to get drunk. And since tonight was ending a teaching year and bringing in damp Christmases behind the steel doors of colorless flats, tonight would be serious drinking. Stephen Hart, the new teacher, who hadn't been paid, who Ernest used for protection in Peace Park, got on the dance floor. Stephen was obviously already drunk. He worked a solitary gyration, then spied a pretty caterer, and he pulled her out onto the dance floor to move with him. There was peripheral clapping done by the teachers. The poor girl twitched and she tapped her slim hands. Hart caught her after she bowed and began to slip away. He brought her out again. She was good-natured and she moved as Stephen Hart moved his childbearing hips, slapped his rump to get his dance moves up, raising a shoulder now, extending an arm and looking at the back of his fingers. He showed how the music moved him. This is wrong, said magician Sylvester Early. Early, 33, tall and slim, the elder, appeared the type to be able to squeeze through bars. Early had been here the longest, and he spoke the language with fluency. Early would assemble Edward English House teachers at his flat on Saturdays for Bible study. Sapporo beer, cheap vodka. It got slugged as Early's voice rang out over his flock. Blasphemy was forbidden. Carl Hatch got thrown down a greasy set of stairs one night for saying bitch. Someone go, said Early. Stop that new teacher. He's making an ass of himself. Sadie Clayton was standing alongside Early, as was Randall Lawrence. Each was a senior teacher. Sadie was the shorter of the two Edward English House female teachers. Sadie hated how the guys went for the local girls. She had blonde hair in the Marilyn Monroe style. Sadie swore in the staff room it was her way to insert herself into the male conversation. Randall had recently taken notice of her. She had this innocence, a faithfulness, ingenuity. He wanted this back, these features, in himself. 
Early's brow blackened. Go, someone, a Shakespeare graduate of Oxford University. Early had come out east to escape academia and to have a life of it. A five-star hotel is life in Japan for us English teachers, he would say. Stephen Hart was breakdancing, a plumber's crack showing. Sadie laughed to see him fall. Oh, I miss home, she said. Early nodded to Mark, Mark Simons way up on stage. Mark the DJ saw what Early wanted and he stepped below, off the stage. Mark had recently received 2,000 yen to have his hair cut. Tamigawa, the school boss, had secured the rights. Tamigawa, boss and school owner, was a taciturn. He spent work hours in the school's one office cubicle. He sat on a swivel chair set to its lowest setting. Tomahawk. The Tomahawk, everyone called him. Because he liked to axe teachers when they were on vacation. Blinking phone messages waited at hotels. Your contract has not been renewed. Teachers would return to Hiroshima to find a new teacher waiting to get into their flats. Wounded goodbyes then to teachers too busy with teaching to be earnestly sympathetic. Stephen Hart shook off Mark's advance and went himself up on stage, taking the microphone and crooning a Nat King Cole number over the music. He pointed a long arm. Come on, this is what you've come east for, to dance, dance, teachers, dance. Mark was on the stage. He pulled the microphone away, and the two collapsed on the floor, brawling. Early, Sadie, and Randall, they saw when the tomahawk entered the hall. Parents and children, some were still there. Someone's going on an early vacation, said Early. Nudging Randall, having him go forward. Stephen Hart was on his back now in the middle of the dance floor. Lights, he said. Duck work. Look how they do it in Japan. Randall took a wrist, raised it. Tamigawa's here, Stephen. Do you think you can do something for me? Said Stephen. I said Tamigawa's here. The man's all about order, so up now. About order, is he? And I'm not? Stephen shooed the helping hand away. How I order my after hours? Get your hands off me. This everyone looking over the shoulder business has to stop. I resent it. I'm up. I'm up. There's only one person here tonight, my friend. In my life, there is. And that is me. What's your name again? Randall. I fear ye are poisoned, Lord Randall, my son. I fear ye are poisoned, my handsome young man. Oh, yes, I am poisoned, mother. Make my bed soon. For I'm sick at the heart, and I fain walled lie down. I'm up. Vodka, real vodka, not this watered-down Japanese Suntory shite. It's killing my liver. You're the Canadian. Oh, unwashed limb of Satan to refuse a man dance. 
Let me be Canadian. Let me be colonial. Hart was on his feet, jamming shirt material down in his pants, pulling at his belt. He ambled off to the bar. Randall watched him go. He had only wanted to compliment the guy on his dance. Randall actually liked the spirit that Hart showed. He had only come up to the guy on prompting and only to say go easy till the school function was over and we get to a real bar. Anonymity. Why am I caring, thought Randall. To look good in Tommy Gawa's eyes? There's only one person here tonight, my friend, in my life, and that one person is me. Oh, how all this has soured, thought Randall. Stephen Hart, he's right. His soul is his own yet, and where's mine? And here it is coming, Christmas. Christmas in Hiroshima. Wet gray iron skies and snow. Snow is falling out there tonight. The senior teachers stood in the very same spot when Randall got back. Mark Simons had joined them, an LP with two good songs back-to-back played on the stage on the turntable. And all watched. The little gang watched as far off Stephen Hart in the demi-darkness clinked glasses with a seated Japanese man. Tommy.